So, y'all remember that Judge Judy that people usually watch or watched? So apparently she makes about $47 million a year for just 52 days of filming. Which, if you do a little bit of math, that's like almost a mil every time she goes to film. And when you think about that, it means that she only works for one day every single week. Like, how the hell is it that people started being paid so much for speaking sense? Like, normally we'd wait for people to talk about hoes in this house or some shit so that they can be making like a mil a week. But anyways, I have... One other question that I usually never get the answer to, and it is... Yo, like, Judge Judy making that much money from her show does kind of show that there is levels to this shit. Because you see people do so much, and they make so little, and then there's people that don't do that much and make so much more. But... I don't know, like at the end of it, it does kind of fulfill the whole rule that, you know, you're not paid by how much you work, you're paid on how much value you bring. And, you know, she clearly does bring a lot of value as opposed to, you know, rapping about some shit or, you know, singing about some boy that you probably should have gotten with. But he's an asshole and a douche and apparently uh, he belongs to a boy band or some shit. I don't know. Uh, But anyways, we have an episode to do, so we might as well start this properly, right? Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who does not support what the Nigerian government is doing to its people through the SARS. Hashtag end SARS because clearly that kind of brutality and killing is not supposed to be done to its people. The man also does not support what is happening to the kids in Congo and believes in the change and improvement of African countries. Because clearly, this is the bullshit we should not be having in Africa. Anyways, the man on the mic is none other than I, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, our weekly show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a bunch of tweets, and break them down and make some sense out of it. Now, you guys know the drill. And for those of y'all that don't know the drill, let me introduce you to that drill or reintroduce you to that drill once more. So, you go, you see a tweet that you like, see a tweet that we should probably discuss or should I say I should probably discuss, you send it to the DMs at Bagaka the D on Twitter, the B and the D are capital, and on Instagram, if you want to share the tweet there, you can share it to the Breaktime on Westside Instagram handle at Breaktime on Westside, and on Facebook, you can also send it to Breaktime on Westside. Now, as usual, no tweet is safe, every tweet is allowed, and we will break them down accordingly. Now, I'm not gonna lie, there were so many interesting tweets while we were on break that I kind of wish I could go back and sort of just deal with them. But before I do kind of get to the tweets from the past seven days, I do need to look into something that someone did once mention on Twitter this week. Now, they were talking about this whole thing where you go and you open up to someone and you think you're speaking to them in confidence. But in reality, this person is actually looking for content for their podcast. Then all of a sudden, you're listening to some podcast and you're hearing the same person busy starting with, So, today we discuss why men can't talk to their fathers. And I'm not gonna lie, it is something that a lot of people do. Uh, I think everyone is a culprit of that, or at least everyone who sort of discusses society and culture topics sort of tries to break down a lot of the things that we have conversations about as people will probably be guilty of that in some way i personally will say that i do and don't do this at the same time 
Now, normally what happens is I will go ahead and listen to you. I will always take what people tell me in confidence. And if it's something that I hear a bunch of people talk about, like let's say cheating being normalized, I will talk about it as a topic. If I'm to bring in a story, I might bring it in as an example, but I'll always alter some details just to make the story in and of itself exclusive to the podcast and not necessarily directed at someone. But that being said, please, if you're the type of podcaster to do that and you're listening to me, please stop. Just find other ways of looking for content. And if you're going to use your friends' stories as content, please, at least just make a joke and tell them that you're going to use it. Then get that reaction. If they're okay with it, then you should be all right. But anyways, let us go into our first tweet of season three. I'll repeat this for the sake of my new followers. You cannot elongate your penis. It is either a grower or a shower. Don't buy concoctions or lotions or pills in an attempt to elongate. It is not the size of the dog, but the fight in the dog. Save your money. Now, uh, firstly, I'd probably want to make a small correction on that final statement where it's not the size of the dog, blah, blah, and say it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. Uh, and that's usually what's sort of passed around. And truth of the matter is, it, it, it is actually true. You can't elongate your penis. I actually did a bit of research before I jumped in to do the episode because a lot of people will see a lot of these ads on how to elongate your penis, penis creams, surgery, I don't know, vacuum something that people can do, uh, having, I don't know, the extra bits from your insides pulled from your pelvis or some shit. And I kid you not, they don't add anything more than half an inch, and that's the surgery. The creams are probably even more harmful for you than beneficial. So uh, yes, elongating your penis is probably not the best option for a lot of us. If, if, If you want to have a bigger looking dick, at least from an aesthetic point of view, I will tell you that you should probably find ways to change the environment around it so that it can make it look bigger uh i'm not saying bleach it because lighter colors will work better like that's not what i'm saying what i am saying is if you're a fat person then you should probably try losing weight because ideally it's like a proportion game it's like i think for most of us guys like guys who kind of pay attention to girls you'll notice that there are those babes who have like big tits and it's like it's bigger than the booty in a sense like it looks bigger in proportion to the booty so it's like they almost look like an improper fraction if i can put it that way so normally you're like eh, you know what maybe if the booty was a little bigger blah 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 and you kind of notice that if someone has a bigger booty even though they have probably the same tits it'll probably look like a bit more it, it might actually look a bit more balanced in that sense so it's a matter of you know reduce your body size and you know obviously because your dick size doesn't really change it might actually look bigger also things like shaving might actually help so yeah if 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 wanting a bigger dick is something that you're really into then you can possibly try those too it's part of the reason why people say that skinny niggas have big dick just saying just saying uh but uh yeah besides the grow or show a bit because that one is pretty self-explanatory i will state one thing for the fact this whole thing about oh it's not the size of the dog but the fight in it blah 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 can we stop lying to ourselves and to each other like this is absolute bullshit at no point 
will assure you see a small dick and be like you know what that doesn't matter like that's the shit that women tell guys so that they can make guys feel okay about their small dick sizes like this is something that i found out on my own not you know because i take dick or anything i'm a straight man just so you know but it's a matter of me just speaking to women and asking them if size matters and the truth of the fact is size actually does matter the only thing is it's not the most important thing let's learn to be truthful with ourselves and accept that yes Having a small dick does kind of make you seem a bit short-handed. But as long as you can perform well, as long as you give it your best and you are as good of a sexual partner as possible, the size will not be the main determining factor. There's people with big dicks who cannot perform and there's people with small dicks that can give it their all and give the best experience ever. So as long as your fight is good, the size does matter but it won't be the only thing determining it let's just put that out of the way let's stop lying to ourselves that size doesn't matter it does it's like telling a guy who's trying to get a babe that you shouldn't aim for beauty aim for maturity financial independence and all of that bs yes we should probably aim for that but the beauty is there and that's what we see first and that's what we want as well so we might as well get that along with the financial independence and the maturity and shit but anyways, on to the next tweet. Do not, I repeat, do not call yourself my friend if you let people disrespect my name when I'm not around. Um, uh, well, actually, I kind of disagree with that. Like, I get the whole, you know, don't allow people to disrespect me if you're my friend and shit. But I'm actually kind of okay with my friends sitting with people who disrespect my name because in a sense it kind of lets me know what a lot of other people think about me and the thing is yes people are usually like oh don't care what other people say about you blah 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 there's nothing wrong with knowing it and caring about it is an entirely different thing because if my friends are constantly diving to my support every single time someone says something negative about me then people around them are gonna stop saying negative stuff around me. So if I'm doing something wrong, if I'm doing something that's hurting someone else, and it's something that I can change, then I don't get to know it. Then if I can't get to know it, then how the hell will I expect to be a better person? So with that frame of logic in mind, yes, my friends should be okay sitting with people who are disrespecting my name. Should it be all the time? Probably not. That would probably make them my enemies, but if you are sitting with someone and you're my friend and someone's disrespecting my name there's nothing wrong with just sitting and listening sometimes it's actually a problem that if brought forward to me i can make changes if someone hates me because i treated them badly or i mistreated them even without my knowledge i'd rather get to know about it so that i can go and apologize and hopefully make changes but diving to my defense because i'm not there all the time it's not entirely essential so yeah, maybe on occasion, maybe if it's something that's completely outrageous, yes. But if I'm being disrespected and there's a good reason for it, yo, sometimes it's okay to just sit and listen and be like, hmm, okay. Anyways, on to the next tweet. I'm still yet to understand the concept of men getting trapped in marriages and they're the ones that get on one knee and propose. Well... Uh, this one's not gonna be that easy to explain to you because, well, I think that requires it kind of untuned from the idea of the typical proposal that you see on movies. Now, firstly, not everyone goes down on one knee. 
sometimes it's one of those times when you're like having a discussion and someone's like uh so how about we get married i kid you not that's how some people have gotten married there's people that will be proposed to and you know there's there's the proposal culture and everything and it's fine and dandy for some people and other people think it's shit but not everyone proposes so let's just get that one out of the way not everyone goes down on one knee some people actually do it almost like an agreement and they sort of just talk about it and they agree and they're like all right we'll do this on this and this day and this and this day and this and this day other times you might find that your parents go to see her parents they agree on dowry boom dowry is paid y'all engaged y'all are getting married so uh it kind of can vary how people usually propose the marriage bit but the being trapped is a matter of sometimes not choosing the right partner for you at the very least and then you get into the marriage and you expect them to either be different when they get married or act a certain way because they're married and them not acting that way and you wanting to leave but you can't necessarily do it because of the respect for the bond of marriage which in in essence is actually supposed to be unbreakable that's the whole idea of feeling trapped in a marriage kind of comes into play because there's a lot of people that usually go and marry someone and they know that that person has flaws that they don't like and they probably can't live with but they're like you know what probably after i've married her or probably after i've married him it'll probably come down and cool off like one of the easiest ones is like insecurity and a certain lack of trust people usually think oh you know what after we're married it'll probably get better and then boom it gets worse Probably someone's used to making a ton of noise and doesn't know how to address issues properly or argue properly. Ladies, I'm talking to you. Y'all and always wanting to be right is usually one of these things. And it ends up making things bad, but you're like, you know what? Once I get married to her or once I get married to him, because guys do this shit as well sometimes, then they'll probably change. But the truth of the matter is they're probably not going to change. Hell, it might even amp up because now they're in a comfort zone where they can be themselves to the fullest you get so to some degree i think it's a problem with the people that you do marry sometimes people get married and yet they weren't ready to get married so it usually just kind of works against you because at some point you get married you're cuffed you have a ring on your finger and suddenly all of a sudden it's like babes is coming around everywhere they've seen the ring and they're like ooh this is this is prime material because you know what he done bagged himself a woman so he's a tried and tested sample of what a good man is just like that because like statistically that's kind of how women usually choose men on a subconscious level but as it goes i will use a quote that my mother would probably use the problem isn't the marriage the problem is the person you married so if you can fix that then you probably won't be trapped but yes a ton of guys will get trapped in marriages and some of them won't even acknowledge that they're trapped in marriages they'll just end up trying to find ways around it such as cheating reckless drinking and just i don't know dissolving themselves in work anyways on to the final tweet and this tweet was actually in response of another tweet which had been asked by someone which was what advice would you give to people in their 20s to take with them as they live their life and this is the tweet i got my first born when i was 23 and though my kids mean the world to me i'd like to tell you a 20 something year old has no business having kids and raising a family it's time to discover your strengths do the most for your career or business basically to plan your life 
Babies are a lot of work. They need time and dedication. Juggling all that is extra. So I'd say to a 20-something-year-old, don't rush, live your life, enjoy your freedom, travel, learn. Then if family and kids is what you want, go ahead. Also, family is everything. Well, I actually agree with this. Like, I, I agree with this a lot. Hell, I'm, I'm 24, so I'm probably not even meant to really discuss this. Because, you know, I'm the typical definition of I'm in my 20s. I'm pretty much early to mid, so I... I don't have that much contributing power to it but in a sense i kind of see the sense of it because a lot of people who end up getting married or getting kids at a very very young age not unless if this is like i don't know a life's dream that they've had they usually end up not liking the the repercussions of it because when you think about the idea of like a single mom doing milan brunch uh going out friday saturday sunday and they have a kid at home it doesn't sound like a very good thing now probably they can organize themselves and do it it's entirely up to them hell i am no saint and i have no proper professional or experiential expertise in telling someone how to live don't use me as a yardstick but it doesn't look or sound good if you say that this is a mom who goes out for drinks with her pals and will be out friday saturday sunday comes back on monday like it doesn't sound that good but yet this is something that 20 year olds would want to do 20 year olds want to enjoy themselves and when you're in your 20s this is when you get to learn a lot about yourself this is how you get to learn about your friends and friendships uh this is when people get to make investments in life so it does make sense to not want to have kids at an early stage in your life like your 20s because kids are an expense like let's not even lie yes you're forced to be responsible and shit so you can't go partying the entire weekend but on top of that kids are an expense like go look at the cost of diapers to baby bottles to babes to baby clothing and I kid you not, you will look at how expensive that is and it will suddenly make sense to you why it is that having kids is considered an investment. It's part of the reason why people will create a trust for the kid. And the thing is, you'll be paying bills from the minute you get that kid. You'll be paying bills or at least expected to pay bills all the way till they're in their 20s or 30s or maybe even 40s, depending on how fast they get themselves on their feet and become independent. So at the end of the day like uh people who are like you know what i want to have kids by the time i'm 25 like you do you but please remember that kids aren't just the visits that you make to your uncle's or aunt's place or cousin's place or sister or brother's place and play with like they're not fun 99.9 percent .9 of the time the fun is usually for a small period and the rest of the time it's responsibility dealing with noise having to live a certain way because you have another human being and particularly a tiny one like it's a huge investment and most people will hardly ever look at that but decide to have a kid that being said if you are in the business of the conjugal arts please strap up we do not want random kids popping up everywhere that are as a result of your seed for reasons that you did not know how to protect yourself or at least just chose not to protect yourself for the sake of fun please be safe do not just bang and leave your kids anywhere but anyways 
that being said i want to know your thoughts on this each and every one of those tweets you can drop me a little bit of that comment on castbox because for those of you all that don't know castbox allows you to to drop your comments but if you don't use castbox then as usual you can always go to the ig handle at breaktime on west side on facebook you can also hit us up at breaktime on west side and on twitter if you want to drop your comments and your feedback on the dms it is at bagaka the d i will catch you guys on the next break take care